All right, everybody, welcome back to Elevate Your Grind, brought to you by the Cannabis Lab. I am your host, Todd Rosales. Folks, uh, we have an amazing guest today. I know I have not been putting these shows out as regular as I should be. Um, I have a life, so you should get one too. No, I kid. Um, things are busy. It, it's it's not so much the amount of time to sit down and do the show, but all the stuff that goes into the show. So if you guys have noticed lately, I've been taking the easy way out and just been inviting people on the show that I am a big fan of or people that I know a lot about because it makes research a whole lot less difficult because you already know about them. Um before I bring my guest on today, I'm going to make her blush a little bit because I, I like to start off. I like to compliment people here. Um, I've been very lucky in my career to always have a North Star to look to people who I've been able to meet and kind of guide me and give me advice. Um, ironically, all three of those people have been women in this industry. So I feel like that's a sign. Maybe that's a reason why I've had two daughters. But, you know, at first it was Cody Sanchez who kind of brought me into the industry and she's moved on to other things. And then Rosie Matteo, who had been so kind and had put so many great people on the show and just could not have been nicer. And then, you know, funny enough, I met this person as a prospect of mine at Spring Big and I was able to meet this person. We became friends. I, I got to meet her husband, who is an amazing person as well, too. And right now, given where I am in my point in the career, this is someone that I look to um, as like a North Star, someone who I would like to model my career after and someone who I see like. I just think exemplifies what someone in the position that I have should be and, and how they work. So uh, now that she's probably blushing, please <laughs> welcome my friend Kendra Stocking of now Cherry World. And I don't know your position at Cherry World, so we're going to have to find that one out as well, too. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, super excited. Uh, I know you're just saying it's been a year since we last chatted about like on this thing. But yeah, super, super excited. <laughs> no. So Kendra has, has been amazing. She's met with me every time I've gone to California. She's given us a ton of advice. And, you know, last time that we spoke, I was a spring big. I'm now obviously with Heisman and you were with Old Pal and you know, our two brands got to get a little bit close there for a little bit. And I got to meet the people that you work with and you had an incredible team. And then I have to say, it was an absolute honor to be one of the people who received a phone call to say, Hey, I'm just letting you know that I'm making a move. She's probably like, this guy's got a big mouth. I better get in front of it. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I'll be honest, the same way that I would treat my favorite, like, tv show character i'm like i don't know if i like this for her like she like there's so much of kendra and old pal and like she's gotten so far in her career obviously i don't know all the other things that went into it so i can't judge it for you but from an outsider <laughs> viewing the california cannabis reality show i'm like i don't like this character arc i, I think i think <laughs> they're going in the wrong direction here until you announced what you were doing and i know your background and i'm like okay there's literally one more brand in the world that's more Kendra than Old Pal, and here it is. So yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to understand the thought process here. Just kind of start from that beginning, and, and nothing against Old Pal. I know you left there on great terms. I know they're a great company as well, too. Um, yeah. You know, you're employee three or four there. You're, you're a little bit closer to the top here. And yeah. like I said, I... If it was any other brand, I probably would still take in my old TV character stance. But I looked at this and I'm like, there's literally one brand that's more her and she happened to find it or even started at that point. So tell us more about Cherry World. Yeah. So um, Cherry World is basically the like culmination of everything that I've loved in my career from start to finish 
put into one. So um, some people don't know this. I actually went to fashion school. Um, so I went to FITM, right? And I was really into fashion. I worked at a skate shop when I was young uh, called Pharmacy Board Shop. Shout out, guys. Um, and they like made me a manager and a buyer. And I was really ingrained in the culture of skateboarding. Fast forward, I got my you know career started in the action sports world, right? So my passion in life is great weed, right? fashion and skateboarding. So essentially that's what Cherry World is in a brand version. Um, I'm really excited about it. It's really fun. It's super poppy. Um, you know, everybody asks me, I'm like walking around, I've got like, obviously like hot pink hair and they're like, did you dye your hair because of the brand? And I was actually like, no, I had pink hair before. It just so happens that like this all sort of worked out, you know? Um, but basically it's going to be not to interrupt you though, but I think, I think that's what is kind of like your superpower, right? Like (laughs) you are very big at either finding brands that kind of represent who you are or just bringing yourself into the brand. Like the, the reason that I look up to you so much is because not only are you great at what you do, but you do it so authentically. Like, don't get me wrong. There are people who have our position in other companies or, you know, I know you're a little bit more senior than I was, but that they do their job well, but there's not authenticity behind it. There's not a human touch behind it. Like, so just the fact that your hair happened to be pink and it meshes with your brand. Like, I don't know if that's a happy accident. I feel like that's just the way our world works and your world works. Yeah. I mean, I talk about this all the time that like, to me, um, people try and have a separation of business and personal life. And I respect people who do that. I think work-life balance is important. I see my business as very personal, right? It's the means to how everything happens in my personal life, right? It's, you know, me raising my children and making sure that we live in a decent place and have food on the table and like we're thriving as a family, right? So my business is very personal to me. It's like how we get everything done, right? And if I can find something that I can, you know, work in my career, I actually enjoy it. I'm passionate about skateboarding and fashion and really great flower. Like, it all comes together and it's just very natural for me. And it doesn't feel like I'm forcing this, like this is where I need to be. Right. So I, I just, I don't know. I, I throw myself pretty much a hundred percent into whatever I'm doing. Um, and I think that is what's made me successful over the years. And yeah, I, cause I love what I do. <laughs> no, it, it is awesome. Like, and again, I, I have an affinity for your brand as well too. I've only seen really what you've put out there you know, with our brand and, and not to make this about me, but come on, I'm the host, you know, like it is sports and cannabis. And, you know, I played football uh, through high school and, you know, I, I'm a big sports fan and I love gambling on sports and the lifestyle. Like I am the one who brings the joint to the party to watch the games and the fights and stuff. But if you look at it, high school, Todd into college, Todd, like I wasn't a skateboarder cause I wasn't good enough. I tried the BMX thing. I did, you know, I did the inline skates were very popular in aggressive <laughs> skating with the K2s and the Rosies and everything else. Like young Todd was very much in this lifestyle. I built ramps. I built quarter pipes. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I had the Jinko jeans that was very short lived. Those were not functional whatsoever. No, um, they, they, you cannot do any kind of athletic, endeavor in those whatsoever they get caught up in the wheels of your skateboard it is a terrible yeah. idea um idea. but that was that was the lifestyle that i embody that that skateboard punk rock tony hawks pro skater on playstation like you know i had probably three or four hemp bracelets on both wrists i had the rope necklace and the spiked hair and you know 
it's I look at this brand and it's funny because old pal to me was like this nostalgia for for cannabis smokers like that that started young and have that that connection to it. I, I didn't really start till I was like 22 or 23, but I see your, your, your brand cherry world and outside of Heisman, that is very much a brand that speaks to me, especially to my, you know, journey through life growing up here. And I, I love what you guys are doing. I'm excited to continue to see the stuff that you come out with. Yeah. It's, I mean, really it's a beautiful thing because skateboarding has so much impact on trends, right? There's this sort of like, a lot of these high-end fashion brands are trying to chase skateboarding kind of always have, it's been at the forefront yeah. of like the latest and greatest, um, you know, skateboarders are very picky people <laughs> pickier, you know, and, and that's why I kind of like skateboarding and cannabis works so well for me because cannabis connoisseurs are extremely picky. No. Um, so <laughs> so I'm very used to this like overly critical just like you know screw that screw that whatever whatever like that's not that tight whatever and it's like the name of the game in skateboarding and it's the name of the game in cannabis and there's this also like rebelliousness right that comes with skateboarding it's like I didn't want to follow the like path that everybody else was taking it's a very like counterculture thing even at its height of popularity the deep culture that is skateboarding and that lifestyle is rebelliousness and i believe that cannabis is the same way and i know we want it to be this big widely accepted thing but there is something that's still like a little taboo about you see somebody around the corner smoking a joint and you know the like moms the soccer moms are like oh what's going on you know what I mean so there's like still this like element of danger and rebellion and things like that you're in California at least a little bit remember I'm still in Florida here right like I I I will still say this and I actually said in the last time we spoke like I go I do I go to stand-up comedy all the time and on the way to the comedy club like I'm still in the parking garage smoking my joint before I go in you know so like I 100% where you're coming from with the stigma I think one of the biggest things that connects like say skateboarding and cannabis and even something like comedy is our industry, as much as people think that we're all loaded and printing money and everything else. And we've had conversations prior to this starting, you know, it's one of those things where you have to do it because you love it. Like maybe if you're starting a company, you have a license and something you can be, you know, the chads or whatever you want to call them. and, And you can be successful in this business. But for the average person that has a middle management job or something like you're not going to quit going to cannabis and just start printing money. I think skateboarding, as far as pop culture goes, you know, was truly one of the more mainstream things where like you have to do it because you love it, because if you're not one of the best, you're going to be poor. Like you're not, you're not going to be able to really sustain it. So if you don't love it, you're not going to be out there doing it. You're not going to be out there skating every day and getting your reps in. Um, I feel like the cannabis industry right now is kind of in a place like that, obviously a little bit more job security than being a mid-tier skateboarder, but you know, we got to do this because we love it. And the people who love it are the ones that are going to succeed. So I see that kind of thing intertwining into those two cultures and i see that being very big in, in you and joe as well too your husband as well too and i think that's awesome that you guys can support each other in that manner but like we're in this industry because we're passionate about it like i imagine when it came to looking at launching this business like yeah some of the tasks might be tedious but like strain selection and touring grows and picking partners like there's a big part of us it's like all right this is gonna be really fun Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's been the coolest part about this whole thing is that, yeah, I like 
we'll pop up to Sacramento and go check out our cultivation partners and like do pheno hunts with them and like figuring out like what looks really good and what smells really good and what most importantly smokes really good. Right. So it's very like, you know, pun intended, like cherry picking and going up there and just figuring out the best of the best. So it's been a lot of fun. And I'm, I don't know. I just, I love the whole, cause I'm employee number one here at cherry world. I'm the only person that's like technically employed with the company. We have some people doing contract work for us. Um, and of course we've got the founders, um, but they don't come from cannabis. Right. So that's why they hired me on as like the person to figure out this side of the business. So <laughs> It's a lot of pressure, but it's a lot of fun. And I definitely have, you know, my say on what's going into the bags and how we're presenting it at retail and just like that whole thing. And it's really, it's hard, but it's beautiful. And I, I, I love it. <laughs> what happened the last time we got together, you looked at Eric and I, and you're like, oh, you guys look super stressed. I want to do that. Right. <laughs> you already got past this point. I was uh, like, yeah, I think that looks like fun. They look overworked and exhausted. I need to do that. Spending way yeah. too much time with the family. Um, <laughs> you know, it, I do want to kind of talk about that though, right? Because that, that's just from like, this is a business podcast too, right? And I hope that people can look at this podcast and be inspired by certain things. But you had a great, and again, like from the outside in, I, th I think you had a great opportunity at Old Pal. I think you were the great organization. I think you did phenomenally. And from what I understand from talking to people, you were well-loved within the organization, um, you know, I imagine that that was a very, very difficult thing to leave on, on many factors, you know, the relationships that you've built over the years, having been a very early employee and putting a ton of your DNA into the company. And then, you know, you, you are, you're a very strong woman with a family and looking at that family and saying like, can I take this risk and try this thing that may or may not work out where it's best for me? But that's, you know, it, it's best really if it works out. And I know that's a tough thing because I just went through that a year ago um, and, and still risky. Like, I wish I can say that that this was a sure thing. And as much as I believe it is, you know, it is still a risk. And I just went through that with my family where it's I struggle and I'm kind of going into my thought process here to kind of explain where my head is to understand yours. And, mm -hmm. and I've told you I've wanted Ricky to compare our charts to see this because we have very similar birthdays. But sure. I, I struggle with making sure that my children and my wife are financially secure versus putting doing what I love and following my heart to show them that it is possible and that, you know, I took that chance and I took an opportunity for something that I believed in and I pursued it and I worked my ass off. And because of that, I was successful because both of those things, I think, are something to do as a responsible parent. And sometimes they don't line up. Right. So I would love to understand your thought process going through that. And obviously only goes personal as you're comfortable with, um, because it is a tough one. I think there are a lot of people also in this industry, especially because there are so many companies that are starting up and not working out where it's like, if you find a good one, do you leave it and take that chance? So I'd love to understand that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I definitely made sure I had a list of things that I was like, if I were to leave old pal, this is like what I would require. Right. Um, you know, I don't want to like toot my own horn. I do have a good reputation in California right. specifically. Um, and that does give me a little bit of, um, 
call it a security blanket to know that, you know, I just got randomly, somebody just hit me up and was like, Hey, do you want to be the VP for um, one of the most massive uh, companies in California currently, I won't name names, but so like, just like last week, which is a great feeling to know that like, if this does not work out, I do have a place to fall back, but I wanted to make sure that I had every single box checked, right? Between salary salary requirements being the same or better than where I was at, um, you know, having all of the like the perks that, you know, that I had with old pal had to be that or better if I was ever going to leave. Um, and so, and I needed to make sure that their distro was on point, that their leadership was on point, that, you know, they had all of their stuff together. So even though this was the small, um, you know, this is a small brand new brand, right? Launching a brand new thing is scary. These guys actually come from, they're entrepreneurs, right? So they have started multiple businesses outside of cannabis, yes. But it just sort of showed me, okay, they at least, they know how to run successful businesses. They understand the operations side of like large companies. And then they were also partnering with the distro I was already working with. So at Old Pal for California, I was working with Kiva Sales and Service. And so I already know all their systems. I've gotten into all of their systems like intensely over the last, you know, two and a half years or whatever that Old Pal has been with uh, Kiva. And I have relationships with all of their people from top to bottom, every single person, almost every person I know at Kiva, um, at for Kiva Sales and Service. So I wanted to make sure that I was familiar, that I'd be working with a great distro, that the expectations for this role and this launch was going to align with what I thought I could do. Um, And so those conversations were really long, um, chatted a lot with their team, with the founders, um, met them a ton. And I just wanted to make sure that all of these things, the boxes were checked. And when they came back to me and every single box was checked, I was like, okay, I feel comfortable with moving on. Um, You know, I think there's just certain things, again, as being a parent, you have to make sure that you're taking care of you know, your family and you're like financially okay. So um, they did it. They said, okay. And I was like, all right, so we'll, we'll do this. And uh, you know, and again, if it doesn't work out, you know, I'll, I'll find, I'll find something else. But I mean, at the end of the day, I'm extremely passionate about this brand. Um, Understanding what we're doing, the plans that we have moving forward. I mean, we're coming out with like a full blown, like dope, apparel line and stuff like that and these guys are just really really good at what they do so it's all the right people um and again all my boxes were checked so it just made sense and it's great to combine everything that I care about into one thing I love old pal um um, but there's something about like adding this element of skateboarding and fashion and I mean even just like the packaging like it's adorable it is. And it makes me happy. And I'm like, all right, like, I feel good about this. <laughs> That's awesome. That's definitely a lot more responsible than the way that I did it. I just said, hey, it's Ricky Williams and we can go wrong. Um, <laughs> your sales pitch and your process is definitely a lot more responsible. And I have a ton to learn from you. But, <laughs> you know, you do. I, I, I agree with you. You do have a very good reputation in the industry. And, and, you know, that's something that I tried to kind of think of as well, too, because I believe that you're. I don't want to say that you're not a good business person. You're definitely a good business person, but you're also a good person. And I think that's why you're good at business too. Right. And I like to see that in our industry. Like 
listen, I can work in any industry and deal with assholes. I, I want to deal with cool people in this industry. And I think you have the opportunity to do that. Um, I think it's, you know, now talking to you, I think it's so awesome that you did make that move. And I think, you know, for you, like, it, it does seem like it is everything you love. And I, I see you really getting to put your DNA into the brand. And that is amazing. You know, that's something that I look at. I, I think I might be a little bit older than you, but I still don't feel weird looking up to you and kind of the career path because you know i'm 35 like is heisman gonna be the last thing i do with my life i don't know like i might have to come to that decision again and you know is there a brand that has more of my personality in it right like um i love sports and everything else i also love comedy so we'll see but it is very inspiring and i hope a lot of people that are in good situations but the dream opportunity comes that they look to you for inspiration or even look to you for a sense of how to make that decision, right? Because at the end of the day, like you said, we are parents and we have families that we're responsible for. Um, and that's something that we always have to take into consideration. So um, moving forward from the responsibility aspect of it, let's talk about launching this brand, right? So you've kind of seen things go. You've seen a lot of brands come and go, I'm sure, over your time in the California cannabis industry. Tell me the most fun part about launching Cherry World because- I've launched a cannabis stand recently, and the best part is, I think, flying around and seeing the grows and hearing. One of the things I love doing is I don't like the business people giving me the cultivation tour. If it's not the head cultivator, like, I don't care about the tour. Like, don't get me wrong. There are some impressive, like, I've seen some very impressive manufacturing facilities. Those blow my mind. But if the cultivator is not giving the tour, it's like, oh, well, these clean themselves and these, I, like, yeah, I don't really care. Talk to me about your plants. Talk to me about your process. And getting to tour the cultivation facilities with cultivators is absolutely incredible because you hear these such passionate stories in their histories and you hear them nerd out over certain strains and everything else. And then you get to try them, right? And I'm always following up with the cultivator. Like, I love this, blah, blah, blah. Talk to us about your favorite parts of launching this brand. Yeah. I mean, it's been really beautiful. Like getting to know all of these guys that we're working with has been phenomenal. Um, they have deep roots, uh, in cultivation. They've been doing it for a really long time. Um, you know, I love, you know, I love a good gossip, you know, and there's lots of like fun stories that fly around when you're talking to these cultivators, when they're in their element of like, who's growing what for who. And, oh, did you hear this about that grow? And so I love, I love, give me the tea, give me all the tea. I want to know about everything that's going on. Um, I love being able to walk through and see them just like when they, their eyes light up and they're like, you've got to see room five, like room five is going off right now. And I'm like, show me, please show me, you know, what are we doing it's in room three right now? Let's get over there. I know. I'm like, I want to be there, you know? Um, so when they get really excited to like show off their hard work, it's beautiful. And even when you're in like a drying room, right. And they're like, Oh, do, and you know, drying rooms are rough, right. Because they're all just like stocks and they don't like look that pretty. Yeah. It's like all this, it hasn't been trimmed or anything. Hangers or chain link fences or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So even when they're like, are so proud of what they've done. They're like, let's go and check the drying room right now because I've got some stuff hanging in there that is just chef's kiss. And I'm like, oh, take me there, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of hard work and these guys have been doing this for a really long time and they're just so smart. So I, of course, love the cultivation. I honestly really like getting to show the flower to retailers too. So like popping into a store and just being like, like, this is everything that I've been working 
four for the last few months. And like, here's me presenting it to you. And what do you think? Right. And then when their eyes light up and they're just like, this looks amazing. Like everything is on point. You guys have great packaging, great product, great marketing. Like we believe in this. It's just so validating. Right. I've always had this, like, you know, this might be a little extra, but like this thing in the back of my head where I was a little bit concerned coming from a value brand to the other side of the spectrum, right? To like a high-end expensive indoor brand that like maybe people would question whether or not, you know, I know what good weed is, you know? And so it's like been this weird personal thing where I'm like, okay, well, I hope everybody like understands that like, I understand this. I love good weed. I love looking at it. I love, you know, figuring out this whole thing and Anyway, so, so far it's been like extremely validated. People are like, no, this is amazing. Good job. Like it feels really good. Cause of course, you know, you just you get nervous, you know, yeah. launching a new brand is scary. It is very scary. I mean, I had the luxury of having a celebrity attached to it too. So, <laughs> oops, I just shut my own video off. That was good. Um, see, this is what happened when they trust me to produce these things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I know exactly what you mean as far as talking about launching the brand and the nervousness and getting it in front of people. And, you know, it, it is nerve wracking. And, you know, like I said, we had the luxury of where we have the luxury of having a celebrity attached to it. And just two things I want to address a, I would imagine, and maybe this is just my theory that you would actually have to know weed pretty well to be able to select value weed because like there can be some really shitty weed out there. Right. So like, yeah. I feel like you have to know the properties of, of weed to understand, okay, this is not the most fire thing I've ever had, but for the price point we're putting it out, this is better than it should be. Like this is mm -hmm. definitely here and this is what we're, okay, cool. So I imagine you would actually have to have a deeper knowledge of it to be able to select something down the train, like chain. It's a lot easier to me to figure out what the best of the best is because it's going to be the best experience you've ever had or the best flavor you've ever had. And that's going to be very distinct. Um, right. I would say I would probably have a harder time picking something, you know, further down the value chain than at the top, just because of that. Right. Um, right. So that I would like to address. And then the other thing is I'm interested to hear how you guys looked at like strain selection or, or product selection, right? Because that is difficult. There are a lot of different trends out there. Like the desserts were very popular for a while. And now some of the more um, OG strains are coming back, actual OG. And then a lot of the gas strains are coming back. So, you know, when you go out there for us, it's very simple. It's, it's, Ricky's palette and Ricky's the one curating the experience. Obviously the rest of us have some input and we have what we like too, but for the most part, it's a Ricky Williams experience. And then as we bring on other athletes, it'll be their experience. You know, for someone like you, I imagine this is very much your experience when you go out there, you know, I'm sure the cultivators have some input. I'm just curious to know, like, how do you come up with what you're putting into market too? Like, how do you focus on just being flower or just being whatever it is? I'm, I'm really curious to see that as a, a non-celebrity brand, how that's done, because I have the other perspective on it. Yeah. So what we were looking for was like to have four distinct flavor profiles to really have like a rounded out offering. So what we're doing is we're going for one more dessert strain, which is going to be, you know, the lemon cherry gelato. We are going with one that has more of a savory umami sort of earthy profile. And that's our white truffle. And then we wanted something that was gassy. So we went with Sherbetane, which is a high octane uh, cross with Sherbert. 
And then the last one is that really bomb citrus. Um, like we wanted you to be able to like taste citrus up and down for like our sativa dominant uh, hybrid. So that one is orange runts. And the orange runts is something that's like, it tastes like oranges just like popped into your mouth. It's really amazing. And it's probably my favorite. I, I love when a sativa, like after you smoke it, it has that like after orange juice taste, you have that like acidity in your mouth. That's always my favorite. Yeah, this this orange runs is so good. It's like my go to. It's like very much a like daytime smoke. Um, percentages are pretty high. So like, you know, just be aware of that. <laughs> you snobs. I'll say it, not you. <laughs> I mean, I know percentages don't matter, but like when I'm looking at this golf ball of a nug and it looks beautiful, the nug structure's there, it smells phenomenal and I smoke it and it's like 30%. It's like, that's just a little, you know, again, pun intended cherry on top. So <laughs> it's funny because I, I'm one of those people, percentages don't matter. And then I'm of course looking at them when I buy. And of course we live in Florida here, but so they're not nearly as good. <laughs> yeah it's we just wanted to have a little bit of everybody's like what everybody would probably like you know I don't want to have too many of one thing um and then it's also based on availability right so the cultivators that we're working with are top-notch cultivators so I'm going through looking at their harvest schedules figuring out what's going to help round things out what's going to have really high terpene percentages as well um, so I'm just really aiming for the best of the best and then a rounded out flavor profile for each of the strains. We might do more than four eventually, um, but we're just, and we might have some other things in the works with like maybe getting our own genetics going, which will be really, really exciting. Um, so it's very early days. We have a lot of like runway, a lot of fun things that we're going to be, you know, working out uh, very soon. So, you know, we, but we want to have this like exclusive genetics program going and our cultivators are open to it. And I, I don't know, there's a lot of stuff that we're going to be doing coming up here really soon. <laughs> I, I think that sounds awesome. And I love the strategy, the, the, the four, you know, really well curated selected strains to start out, get that in stores, get that on shelves, kind of show your hands to everybody. And then you build the trust to be able to select additional strains for them. I think yeah. it's an absolutely beautiful approach. It's one that I wanted that I did take when we started Heisman in California. Um, you know, even we have that celebrity aspect, it's like, let's just find the best of what we can put it in our bags, get it out there and show everybody that we know what we're doing and then earn their trust to be able to, to go wider. Um, and I think it's really cool what you're doing. I, I would love to understand, like, this is something that I kind of think when I look at a, a cannabis consumer going into a dispensary, specifically in California, I think it's arrogant to assume that I'm going to be their entire shopping cart. Um, can I get a, a, a majority share of that shopping cart? Hopefully. And I think that's my goal. But I, you know, unless there's a sale or something, at least the way that I look at when I shop in California, like, I'll probably buy the majority of the things that I like or that I went in there for, but I'm always adding other brands or a new product or something on top of it too. So I think, you know, it's not necessarily, I want to get to the point where you're going to the store to only buy a Heisman. I want you to go to the store for Heisman and, you know, I want to be the majority of your purchase. And I'm curious to know if you kind of feel the same way, or if you think that it is very easy to become someone's only brand. 
Um, no, I mean, I think there's a lot of cultivators. There's a lot of brands who do a really good job. Um, it would be remiss of me to think that we're the end all be all like definitely not. There's super good strains. There's super good growers. Um, you know, I am, you know, I I'm watching now that I'm like diving headfirst into this like high end connoisseur vibe of like flower, you start understanding like the the different ways that people are growing, you know, there's a big thing in California right now with like living soil and all these yeah. no till and all the stuff that's happening. And it's really beautiful. Um, so no, I, I definitely don't think we're going to be the only one in the basket and I'm okay with that. I think, you know, I've always liked the idea of like going into a dispensary and purchasing your flower. I mean, of course, based on your budget, but like buying your flower based on how you want to smoke it at what time. Right. So like, yeah. You know, if you find some like bomb indica from like some of these other guys like Blueprint or Turtle Pie or, you know, whatever, Preferred Gardens, Doja, whoever you like, that's fine. And then you grab, you know, you know, oh, Cherry World does a really good orange runs. Cherry World has a really good LCG. Like I'm going to buy that one and I'm going to get one of these and I'm going to have this is my daytime smoke and this is my nighttime smoke. Most people who are high users have a bunch of eighths at any given time, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're like. I want to taste this one now. I want to try this one. It's, it's, you know, it's a beautiful process. So I don't think we're going to be the only one in the basket and I'm okay with that. I think it's wonderful to be able to like, see how every cultivator has like done it, you know? <laughs> like No, I love it. And I think that's one of the beauties of this industry is that people are willing to try new things and then they do, you know, they find what they like and they continue to buy it. I mean, I can tell you, I've already shopped in my head when I go back to California, um, orange runs and then white truffle. I've been a big white truffle fan lately. So definitely need to try both of those. Um, how has the process been kind of going back to your old contacts with this new brand? Cause obviously I know you've probably had a massive Rolodex across the state. Um, I would imagine, and not to take, you did your work, right? So I imagine you get the first impression with everybody, which is awesome, right? That you at least get, you know, they're like, Kendra, come on in, let's see what you got. And then at that point, it's your turn to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward. Again, I see what you share. We, I follow you. And I love seeing you putting together these influencer packages that you, and these buyer packages that you're doing with the boxes and everything else. And I think that you're not taking for granted what you're doing, right? Like, I think you do have these good relationships with everybody, but even though you have the good relationships and you have a, probably a multitude of people who, cross, who trust you across the industry, you're still making sure they're taken care of and that they feel special. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very up and down in the value space, right? Well, in all of cannabis, cannabis is tough, right? People love you, love your brand and then hate your brand the next day. It's very <laughs> happy to everyone. Um, and so, it's actually been pretty phenomenal. I've gotten a really good response from old contacts. Um, people being like, Hey, you know, cause they'll, they'll, we'll, I follow most of, we all follow each other. We're all on each other's socials all the time. Like, Hey, you know, I had, when I left old pal, I got, you know, connected and all these random people hitting me up. Like, what are you doing? Like, what's happening? Where are you going? You know? And then, and they would give me the, like, the green light right then I'd be like, Hey, I'm doing this thing, this brand cherry world. I'll let you know about it as soon as it's ready, yada, yada. And then I hit them up and they were like, Oh yeah, come on in. Like, let me at least check it out. Let me see what's going on. Um, but yeah, it's like, I don't treat anybody 
you know, just because I have a really good relationship, it doesn't mean I'm not going to come with the full package every single time. Um, you know, you have to continue to prove yourself in every single brand that you're working with. It's not like you can just be like, oh yeah, we're good homies. And I was like working with you for forever. So it's cool. You'll carry my stuff. It's like, no, I'm going to give them the decency of like, I'm going to give you the full, you know, sales pitch. I'm going to show you all the stuff that I have. Um, because yeah, I mean, it's important. It's, it's a whole new brand and it's crazy now because, um, some stores who don't do value, who would never text me back, they would never call me back are suddenly picking up the phone, which has been even more validating. I'm like, Oh shit. It just, okay. You just wanted some high end shit and I can bring that to you. And now you're actually like hitting me back. I'm like, that's great. (laughs) That, so that's got to be an incredible feeling. And that's something I, I just want to dig into for a second. Like, you know, we've all been in this industry for, for a decent amount of time. You've been in for a, a good, you know, long period of time. And you, like I said before, you did a very good job helping build up another brand, Old Pal. There's a great reputation across the brand. You built a great reputation for yourself. It's got to be very, very rewarding to now jump into this, pick up the phone. Like, and, and you've kind of just said it, like, just understanding the reputation that you've built for yourself in the industry to be able to capitalize on these opportunities, even with people that you didn't directly have a relationship with, because one person asked another person, and they said, Oh yeah, Kendra, she's awesome. You should definitely talk to her. Right. And I imagine that's how it happened behind the scenes. Like I I've got to, you know, these are certain things and it's weird for me because I've always got to make it about me. Like I had a, a old colleague that I worked with 13 years ago and reached out to me and said, I have some friends in the cannabis industry that are that are old friends that are now in the cannabis industry and your names come up like 30 times in the past 45 days. I saw your podcast, man. I just want to let you know it's it's fucking awesome. Keep going. Like, and I'm just like <laughs> those little moments, it's like if you're ever doubting yourself, it's kind of like that's like, oh shit. Like maybe the people right around me aren't giving me that positive reinforcement, but there are people out there that see it. So I imagine that you've probably discovered some fans that you've had or just friends of friends that are now coming and are now opportunities that you can work together. And I imagine just, you know, have you been able to take a step back and show a little bit of just appreciation for like, I've been busting my ass for so long. This is amazing. And now I have this opportunity to make my new brand incredible because of the hard work that I've put in already. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I've gotten into, I got yeses from stores and deliveries, again, that would never take my phone call. You know what I mean? And it's like, they're like, yeah, you know, we know who you are. We're excited about it. And like, I'll get random messages on like IG or LinkedIn or something. And people are like, yo, and they'll just, they'll just, it, they'll just be nice. And they're like, Hey, I've been watching your story for the last like two years and I'm just hyped for you. And like, I know things are going to be great. And you're just like, thank you. <laughs> like I have been working super hard and like, think, this is tough, you know, and it's super validating. It makes, it makes you feel like all this hard work is worth it. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It makes me feel great. <laughs> Things are, I'm in a really good spot. And it's like hard because you go on to social media and everyone's like, oh, cannabis sucks. Everything's so hard. Like everything's falling apart. There's all of these layoffs. People are losing it. And I almost feel bad because I'm like, I feel great. Like, I, I'm, and maybe that's me being too optimistic. Like I'm too excited about this new opportunity and this new brand. Um, so I try and like, you know, keep myself at a, like a level set here, but I'm like, 
you know, there's, there's still some good that's happening in cannabis all the time. And these new brands are launching and it's really dope. And I just, you know, I see the silver lining of what's going on and it's forcing everybody to get better. Right. It's like, everything is contracting. It's difficult, but it's making those who are still here be better at what they do, I think. So I, I don't know. I've, I'm in a good place. I feel great. No, that's awesome. And I, I think, you know, it's funny because I see that too. You see it on LinkedIn and everything else. And is it clickbait or what is it? But there is a lot of shit in the cannabis industry. And I think as far as if you network and if you go to the right events and you meet the right people, like you're going to meet a lot of assholes, but you're going to meet a lot of really, really good people. Like, and it is an interesting industry. Like I said, you and I, you were a prospect of mine. And then we ended up, you know, you came on the show. We became friends. I met your husband. I thought he was great. You know, I've gone to you for advice many, many times. And I don't know, maybe we've interacted in person like three, four times, but I would consider you a friend at this point. I would consider Joe a friend. And like that all came through this industry just from having the same passion and the same desire in this industry. And I think that what happened with you and I, like, I don't think that's rare in this industry. I think there are a lot of good people that end up finding each other and we build these networks. And the coolest thing about that is like, even just within cannabis lab itself, our, our, our little network down here in Florida, like I joined three years ago, I was in the industry three years ago. And there's a lot of people that were in entry level jobs or mid-level jobs that are now executives at companies that I've been friends with. And like, we still have the same relationship. And to your point, you know, all of a sudden, you have something where you can do business together and you're both in a position to do so and you do it and you create something greater. And I think, you know, you're definitely one of the people who's a great example of that. And um, I think that's why we see the positive in this industry. I think that's why when you see the opportunity, listen, if everything was exactly the way they said it was on LinkedIn in the cannabis space, or by God, if they, it was the way they say it is on Twitter, like, <laughs> I don't think you would have made the jump to cherry world at all. No. I think you would have been like, I'm good. I'm safe. It's fucking Mad Max out there. Like, <laughs> you know, but you, yeah. you, you've looked under the hood and you've seen the good. So you understand the opportunity. I know it's so true. It's like, you know, you've got to be in it. You understand. And again, it comes back to just giving a shit about what we're doing too. Right. Like at the end of the day, I am very passionate about this industry and it keeps, it keeps it going. And you can tell when somebody is like, they've been in the industry for a while maybe they don't love it anymore. It's starting to like rub them the wrong way. And you just see these little like barky comments come out of them. And you're like, dude, we're going to be okay. You know, I, I think, you know, just as long as everybody's working towards the same goal, like we'll be fine. So yeah, I, I love that there's so much still like positivity under this like upper crustiness of being angry. It's like, it's not that bad. We're selling weed for a living. Like people could, you could have it a lot worse. <laughs> I had that same epiphany. I, the last time I saw Rusty when we were at MGM Packed in New York, we had flown up to Boston. We had taken the train down to New York. It's like four days away from the family. And I remember thinking to myself, I talked to Eric, my CEO, and I'm like, you know, the last time I was in New York, I was here for five days of some fucking software certification. And I remember being stuck in my hotel room every night studying and coming up with these bullshit scenarios that I had to walk people through. And like, yes, I got the certification, but... I was on the streets of Manhattan with Eric and Rusty and we were smoking a joint and we were talking about distribution. So I'm like, this is work right now. Like it could be so much worse. Like this is what I would do with my buddies if I was just hanging out here. So, and it's an educated conversation. So you're right. We, we are lucky. And I mean, one of the last questions I had for you, you kind of answered already, like 
I feel this way. And like, obviously day to day you get caught up in it, but when you take a step back and you realize what you do every day for a living, like, are you still jaded where it's like, I get to wake up every day. Now you get two sides of it. I get to wake up every day and evaluate the weed that I want to sell, pick <laughs> my favorite stuff. And then I get to go sell it. So, I mean, there's gotta be a part of you that takes a step back every so often. It's like, this is fucking awesome. Dude. It's, it's most days to be honest. Like I am working really hard not to like, especially like with this transition, I'm trying to like transition my brain a little bit too. It was like a good reset period. It was really nice. I had like three weeks off between the jobs and I just like did my own thing for the, you know, three weeks of summer of just like surfing and like, yeah, it was awesome. And so I had like a real, like, like reset in my head. And I was like, you know what? Um, I would get caught up and super stressed out over like the smallest things that were happening um, before. And I was like, moving forward, like, I am not going to put myself through that anymore. It's like, I'm going to just continually remind myself of what my position is and like, what I'm able to do versus and you know, I've had, you know, shitty jobs in the past where I wasn't making any money. And I was laid off. And I was like bartending, but didn't know how to bartend and like, constantly harassed and just things were horrible then. So it's like, dude, I've come so far in the last 10 years. And it's like, I continually remind myself about that. And it's it's very, and I keep that top of mind all the time, because I don't want to ever get jaded and just feel like this is just a job and I'm just like running day to day. It's like, no. And, and it helps because the people that I'm working with too are the same way. He's not like this crazy overstressed individual. He's done this a bunch of like, he's built businesses and he understands how this works. And so it's very nice to be in, even though it's a small group of people, but to be with a group of people who are like, this is going to happen. It's everything's going to be fine. Um, and then giving me a ton of trust too. He's like, you know, the weed, he's like, this is your ball game. Like you do your thing. And I'm like, awesome. I'm like, great. great. <laughs> like, it sounds good. So yeah, I'm, I'm always excited about being here. It makes me super happy. <laughs> well, that is awesome. And I have taken up a good chunk of your morning. Kendra, I am so happy for you. We started this conversation off with my, my favorite character going down a story arc. I didn't like, and you've, you've made <laughs> me feel much better about it, but I'm I'm very happy for you. I think it's super exciting what you're doing. I'm really excited to see what you do with it. And little did we know that when you changed your Instagram handle, you were giving us a clue into what you were doing. Because I yeah. loved your old pal, Kendra. And then all of a sudden, Kendra runs the world. I'm like, that's super cool. I like that. And then all of a sudden, okay, now it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Yeah, my um, my friend uh, Barney, who is a very dear friend of mine, we worked together when we had Shelf Life as a distribution partner way back in the day. Um, he and I have always like been really close and have like followed each other. And we've, you know, he's jumped around a little bit to some different brands and stuff. But now he's actually with Blueprint and Turtle Pie and Green Dog. And uh, I was talking to him on the phone, telling him about this Cherry World thing. And I was like, man, I was like, cause he's really good on social media. If you don't follow him, you probably should. He's, he's amazing. And he's like, I go, Barney. I'm like, dude, what do I change my handle to? I'm like, I need to change this. And he, we were like mulling things over. And he was like, well, put your first name first this time. He goes, that way people can find you better. So that's a little, a little tip for nice. y'all. Uh, you're 
figuring out your handle. He's like, put your first name first. That way people can look you up easier. And he's like sitting there thinking, he's like, cherry world, cherry world, world, cherries, this, that, and the other. And he's like, <gasps> he's like, Kendra runs the world. So shout out to Barney. He's the one who came up with it. And uh, I just thought it was funny. And, you know, it might be a little bit, you know, in your face. I don't actually run the world, but I run my little cherry world. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think it's awesome. All right. Before we go, uh, we just did the, the Instagram handle. Where can people find Cherry World? Where can they find when when's the merch coming? How do we get all this stuff? Yes, merch is coming very soon. We're actually um, I'm actually going to the office today to shoot um, to go with the to shoot clothing on one of our skate team guys. It's going to cool. be awesome. So I'll be over there today, but it's going to be already about mid September. We're finishing up the website right now. The website is just like a blank slate. It's just like cherry world has a little intro on it. I believe it's just cherryworld.com. Um, the Instagram is also going live very, very soon. That one is cherry world. I N T. And then we're also doing cherry world cannabis that I actually just found out yesterday that they're going to put me in charge of it, which I don't know if that's a good idea, but they're putting me in charge of an Instagram and I'm really Ooh. excited about it. <laughs> Very cool. So that one, I think it's Cherry World Cannabis or something like that, because we're worried. I mean, when you have an apparel line and a cannabis line, the cannabis stuff gets shut down all the time. I, and so I don't know who you're talking to about that. We know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. It just sucks. So we're going to try the strategy of the two Instagram handles, one that's more brand focused and a little bit more apparel and lifestyle focused. And then the secondary one is the Cherry World Cannabis one that's going to be more, it's going to be all weed focused. And again, they're going to put me in charge of it and we'll see what happens. It's going to be fun. Very cool. Well, that is super exciting. Um, you guys got to get on. I, it's a podcast I've been trying to get us on too is um, Hawk vs. Wolf. Ooh. Uh, yeah. And do you know, so it's Tony Hawk and Jason Ellis and they oh. just talk old skateboarding stories and everything else. It, it, it's not just for skateboarding fans. It is an awesome, awesome podcast. These guys are hilarious, but there is a lot of really good nuggets for skate fans in there too. So um, we've, we've got some little ins. We'll see with that, Tony. That's Hawk. something I've been sticking our PR team on, but you know, I hate to say it, you guys might be a little, just slightly more appropriate for it than we are. Um, <laughs> very cool. Kendra, Thank you so much for doing this again. It is always a pleasure. Tell Joe I said hello, and we will definitely will. do this again. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Todd. I had a great time. Absolutely. And thank you to everybody at home. This has been another episode of Elevate Your Grind. Please go check out Cherry World. Um, we have some new live events coming up. This should be coming back every week. Check us out. Join CLab.com. Folks, we'll see you next week. <laughs>